0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by my playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen. And we are here to talk about this week's PGA event, the Byron Nelson Classic. But we have a big twist with this uh, tournament this week, Andrew.
1: It's at a course that has never been played on the PGA Tour.
0: Bingo. Down in your neck of the woods. It is. It really is. I wish I could say that I have course knowledge here, but I, I do not. It is a private club and uh, have not been invited to uh, bring the sticks out there just yet. Well, um, there
1: are a lot of courses in that area, Coach. We can't count on you to have played all of them.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. But, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, it's going to be a, a different event that uh, a lot more... Unknown without question about, you know, without question, but let me go over a couple of the basics and uh, we'll dive right into this sucker. Um, It's at the TPC Craig Ranch. It is a beautiful course from what I'm told in uh, McKinney, which is about 30 minutes from me, uh, just on the other side of Dallas. Um, The interesting thing is they signed a five year contract, so they're going to host at least five years at this uh, at this facility. And you know it's the first time that the Byron Nelson Classic has been outside of Dallas County since 1944. So well, the good thing is at least close change. by. Yes, it is close by, but it is a completely new situation, uh, without question. But uh, again, you know, I've heard nothing but raves. Read about stuff. You know, talked to some some folks around here that say it's really awesome. Uh, it was Tom Wisniewski was the designer. And it opened in two thousand and four, so it's not like it's got a long history of, uh, you know, play. But I did uncover one gem. Andrew. Oh, beautiful! Yes, in uh, two thousand and eight, the uh, this uh, this course, only four years old, hosted a corn fairy event.
1: Right? Did you know that? Yes, I know that it hosted year. two two corn fairy events, I believe.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I can't. I can't get anything by.
1: Well, I can't get anything. I mean, by, hey, man. we're we're a strong team. We think alike, and we come across <laughs> the same tidbits here and there. I
0: was trying to squeeze one, get one up on you. I'm not even going to give you a quiz today. That's how. That's how <laughs> much you just passed your quiz. Oh, and you excellent! Win again, but uh, you know, it was. You know there were a couple couple names I was able to pluck out of here that actually have played this course on that Corn Ferry Tour. It was it was hilarious though going through the list of guys, from especially from 2004. It's you know so many players that I remember from the past that are long gone from the PGA Tour. Right. But, uh, it's it's amazing how tough it is to keep your card. Those guys are amazing, but. Uh, I'll get into those two guys here in a second, but uh it let me tell you this: it's a par 72, 7,438 yards. It is very long. There's not much water, not a ton of trees. There's some trees on some holes, but it's really just a long, flat Texas course, like you would expect. And you know, the, the main thing you need uh, here in Texas, and as we call it the Texas wedge, you're always looking to run balls up, you know, hit them deep and let them run up. And and you're going to see a lot of that, I think, this week. Um, we just had a, a huge rainstorm here today, but it is supposed to clear up this week. And that's important because I'll tell you right now, if it was wet like this, if the tournament was tomorrow, they're not going to get any roll. And that is going to make that course play like 7,700 yards. It's, it's right. You've got to get some runs. So, Here's the good news, Andrew. You've got Thursday and Friday, supposed to be very nice, mid-70s, almost no chance of rain. And then on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, it's supposed to get up to 80, uh, but the wind will pick up a little bit. So 16 to 18 mile an hour winds this weekend, something to keep in mind. And there's a 30 to 50 percent chance of showers. So you're going to have the course play much differently on Thursday and Friday than you with no wind, sunny skies, uh, and then Saturday and Sunday it's going to be a completely different game with the wind picking up and uh, showers on and off. So keep that in mind as we go through not just this uh, tournament, the tournament plays, but then when we uh, go in on Friday with new lineups for the weekend only, that'll be something we'll keep uh, in uh, consideration. And I'll certainly. Keep everybody posted uh, on the weather. All right, before I go through a few of my guys, why don't you shine your wonderful wisdom on us with a little course knowledge, and uh, as far as you know how it plays, which stats are important, and then we'll we'll go over some odds, and then pluck out that small bit of course history with those guys that played in the corn for area events
1: yeah well like you said it is long i mean that is the key thing here and there are six par fours over 450 yards so Phew. that's that's a stat i looked at par four scoring from 450 to 500 um, and we'll we'll see about the weather i'm glad you mentioned that we could get get that wind and if it is a little rain to lengthen the course that'll be important but uh, assuming neutral conditions we, we know we're going to have that length on those par fours so if you look at the top twenty-five or so in that stat this year on the PGA Tour, who are playing this week, I'm going to jump right into a sleeper, coach, a value play right off the of bat. Course, are you ready of for course, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> How about Fabian Gomez? Number one on this stat, and he's the bare uh-huh. minimum price on on DraftKings at six thousand. Okay. He's made five straight cuts. Three of those have been on the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay, but he's been playing well, making cuts. And the number that jumped out at me, okay, the par four scoring from 450 to 500 on average, he leads the tour, and his average is 4.00, right on what? par. And that That's shows you nuts. how tough these holes are. That nobody averages under par on these long holes. I know. I
0: can't believe that. You That's know,
1: crazy. You, yeah, you would have. Th- I would have thought at least somebody would be under par.
0: But, right. I mean, we're I would not- have thought you know, maybe a dozen people, you know, that's, that's
1: wild. But we're not talking about par fives here where people birdie it left and right. We're talking about real tough holes. you got to grind out the pars, mix in a birdie. So Gomez has been great in this category. Hmm. Uh, Next couple guys are a little bit more of the household name variety. How about Matt Fitzpatrick and Bryson? They're third and fifth in that stat this year. Then James Hahn is a value play. We've, uh, we've uh, toyed around with lately. He has missed his last three cuts. so he's Yeah, not tell a... me about it. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> I had him last week.
1: And then a guy that I think we'll circle back to later in the show, Scotty Scheffler, number seven in this category, the local man. Uh, he's going to be he's going to be popular this week. Siwoo Kim yeah. is next. He's made four cuts in a row. Not too shabby. Sam Burns, recent winner at the Valspar, yeah. And one thing you like about him is he's one of those longer hitters. You know, he's yeah. young, strong, and uh, no surprise, he does well in long par fours. Next guy is a value, another value play, Nelson Ledesma, 6,300. Hmm. He uh, He's sort of been playing like Gomez, you know, back and forth between the Tour and the Corn Ferry. His success hasn't been as significant as Gomez, so I don't like him quite as much. Next, we have uh, Brooks Koepka, first outing since the Masters, trying yeah. to get back in the groove here before the PGA Championship next week. Hopefully, the knee's bit a little bit better. Exactly. And then another local guy, Ryan Palmer, 9,100. Yeah. And then uh, two more guys here, uh, Scott Piercy is uh, interesting. He's made 11 and 15 cuts this year, tied for 11th last week. Uh you know, I talked about him as one who is a little boomer bust. Uh, I haven't ever seemed to really get him right, uh, okay. but we had some exposure to him last week. He did well. And then Doug Gim, yep. he's made 13 of 18 cuts this year. Solid uh, solid option, uh, 7,500 mid, mid-tier. So those are guys who really wide range of pricing here, but they all do well on the long par fours.
0: That's that's great stuff. And some super value plays there, too. You know, I, I'm really, of course, partial to the Texas guys. But I will tell you this, that Thursday and Friday, this course is going to play like most courses do here in Dallas. It's going to play long and it's flat and it's dry and it's going to be, um, you know, fast greens. It's going to be all the stuff that you're going to have. You know, little puffs of wind here and there Thursday and Friday, but nothing severe. I mean, it's going to be, you know, not much water, some sand, but it's going to be grip it, rip it, and uh, make some putts. That's, you know, Texas golf. And then this weekend, you'll add that mix in with what you always get. You, you never get a full tournament here in Texas without wind some of the days. And so this weekend, it, it's going to be if the Texas guys get through, and are, that are used to really, you know, playing in in these conditions here. And, you know, believe me, it's it's an advantage if, if you've been brought up here and played in the wind and in the flat surfaces and knowing how to bump and run stuff. I mean, it's a little unconventional, especially I noticed like the European guys and stuff. That's just, they're not used to that over there, except for, you know, when they're playing the British Open or something where there's a lot of run up shots. But uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different style golf, but this weekend we'll go back, I think, to a little bit more of the norm. But getting to the cut, it's almost going to be like two different tournaments because Saturday and Sunday with wind and a little bit of rain on and off, you know, it's going to be a, a a lot more, you know, fire at the pins, you know, bring shots in high, let them the wind bring it back, you know, as as much different than the first couple of days. When it's going to be, you know, the line drives, let it run out for 70 yards kind of thing. So keep that in mind when we're building. But I do have two names for you, Andrew. Okay. And these are two guys that have played this course. They were, you know, in the Corn Ferry event and both did pretty darn well. Uh, the first one you already mentioned, we've been on him anyway, Scott Piercy had a T31 here back in t- 2008. And... Uh, you know, I love the way he's been playing and the cuts. So he's definitely in my player pool. And then here's one for you, a T seventh last time that he played this course. And I I think he's got a big shot this week. And he's going to get some of that 33 to one money of mine. And that's Mark Leishman. He's he's he fits this event. And if the uh, winds kick up, and it's a little wet on the weekend for him. I'm not concerned about that. He can get that done. So uh, those are the two guys I wanted to to bring up uh, right off the bat. Do you want to share any other corn fairy guys? Well, um, not
1: specifically corn fairy guys, but just some, some info about these Texans. Texans, yeah. Um, You know, Scotty Scheffler, obviously a younger guy, so he didn't play in that event way back when, but he has played on this course in a a juniors event. And, you know, even if some of these Texans hadn't played this course, I agree with you that they do get a benefit of knowing these types of courses and these types of conditions. Right. Uh, You know, they have a huge edge over the guys that grew up in, uh, florida or california so i like yeah. i would have liked sheffler anyway but a guy who, right a guy like that who has those vivid memories on this course uh you, you got to love that that combination and then i mean there's a there's a key group here of guys that are around that area all the time will zalatoris we talked about him a lot on the last podcast and how would his life events impact his performance and he finally missed the cut so maybe the distractions got the best of him. You, yeah. were, you were wise to stay away from him. I, I did dabble with some shares, uh, so, so felt the pain of the miscut with him. But uh, maybe he bounces back, and, he, and that was a, a wake-up call for him, and he, he realizes, all right, okay, i, I got to get refocused here. We've got the PGA Championship next week, and he's back in Texas. So I would think he would do better. Jordan Spieth, uh, always yeah. a key guy. Um, didn't quite get it done at the Masters, but obviously got that recent win in Texas. So he's in consideration, a little more pricey, of course. Uh, Ryan Palmer, we mentioned, older guy who's played here a bunch. And then uh, one more that we've already mentioned, but I didn't mention the local ties, Doug Gim, who went to UT Austin, 7,500. So I like the benefit there. And then we can't forget Sung Kang, who won the Byron Nelson back in 2019. It was at a different course, but the funny thing is he's a member here at TPC Craig Ranch. How about that? So talk about a a home course advantage. Yes. Uh, So that gets your attention. However, on the flip side, last week he was a mess at the Wells Fargo. 75-79 missed the cut. So uh, you'd really have to bank on him uh, you know, f- feeling the, the the home course advantage to want to in- invest in him this week.
0: Yeah, and and I'll tell you, you know, I I'm so sad that that the the tournament moved because I've gone to this event in Irving, which is just down the road for me at the at the uh, Four Seasons uh, course there, and uh, it had it had been there 35 years. I've probably been at maybe six six of them, I'd say. And great memories with my dad when he first uh, re- retired and moved down here. We went uh, and sat uh, on the 18th for a couple different events. Uh, I, I had uh, ties with Verizon at the time, and they were one of the big sponsors and, uh, you know, just great stuff. I'm really, really going to miss that. But uh, I bring it up to, to for this. That course is completely different than this course, even though, That course at Four Seasons is a Texas course. It's not built like most of the courses down here, uh, which are long, flat, straight, not a a ton of personality, just, you know, long shots and, uh, you know, fast greens. But, you know, that course was more uh, tight. You know, it was in Irving there, in between housing projects, and there were a lot of... uh, not housing projects, but you know what I'm saying, developments. housing uh, developments. And, you know, it's so there was more more of a, a finesse part of it, shorter course. And this is really completely opposite. So I, I say that to don't fall victim to looking at any of the results from the previous Byron Nelsons, because I'm right. telling you, they're not going to do you any good. They been, might as well been playing in Australia. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just totally different course. So... Uh, you know, I would do, you know, really focus on the stuff we've brought up, you know, the guys that have seen this course on the Con- Corn Fairy Tour, the guys that are from this area that are used to these type of conditions. But I'll tell you this, I, I read through a few, uh, I pulled up some old Dallas Morning News uh, articles when they played the Corn Fairy Tour here, and when they won the contract to get the five year agreement with the PGA to, to have this uh, course. And what they did was the owners there who ended up right afterwards selling it to Club Corp, by the way. So <clears throat> the owners that, that built it uh, cashed out, but before they did, they're you know, super wealthy, very connected people in the Dallas area, have a lot of connections obviously with the golf community and the pros. And from from what I read in the morning news, I don't have specific names, but all the names that you mentioned for sure—Spieth, Palmer, Zalatoris—even because this was only two, two, three years ago—all <clears throat> these guys were asked by the owner at the time to play the course, check it out, give the PGA the thumbs up, help them try to win that bid to get the tournament there. So I don't have you know specific knowledge that these Texas Dallas guys. All played there. Kevin Na, as well as one of them, um, but I would almost guarantee you that these guys have played some rounds on this course uh, a couple years back and have some knowledge there. So even more of an advantage uh, for those guys. So you'll see my lineup this week, Andrew. It's going to be littered with a lot of Texans, the corn fairy guys, and you know guys that I know you know are long. And and can putt it. I mean, I think Bryson is a nice play this week. I mean, those insane par fours that are 490 yards or whatever they are. You know, that's nothing for him. Driver wedge. You know, so and we know he we know he
1: wants to be there because of what happened during the tournament last week. He flew home to Dallas. Thought he was going to miss the cut. He was getting ready. He wanted to get ready for this event, and then all of a sudden he makes the cut. He has to fly (laughs) back, and then he played better over the weekend so I, I like where he's trending for sure
0: yeah i mean he's definitely in play here Uh rom should love this course too i mean you really can rip it uh you know guys like scheffler and the bombers are, are going to have a blast because uh you know you you can you have some room for error and that's really cool and then you know this this is an important week i mean next week's the pga which you know is a, is a major so you know, this is a, an important sharpening uh, weekend for for these guys, and then they have the the big uh, tournament for the PGA, and then they're back uh, at a course that that I do know a lot about, and that's the Colonial. So we'll have we'll have some good inside info these next couple of weeks, and hopefully we really can take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, I actually put got to play at Kiwa. Uh, in the Did last, you? Yeah. So we'll we'll have fun chatting about that next week.
0: Gorgeous, huh? Oh,
1: beautiful just yeah. paradise on Earth really yeah so yeah that's uh, what
0: I've heard I heard it's just you know you almost can't golf because you're so in awe of, of yeah. the surroundings <laughs> yeah it is really awesome
1: fantastic
0: so. um how about odds let's let's talk about those tell me if any of these guys float your boat for bets okay you've got uh Bra- Bryson's the favorite at seven and a half to one John rom eight to one Jordan Spieth, 11. Daniel Berger, 18. Scotty Scheffler, 18. Matt Fitzpatrick, at 20. He's been on a roll. Uh, your buddy Hideki, 25. Brooks Kepka, 25. Mr. Zalatoris, who I think probably settled down. He may be back in coach's pool this week. He's 25. Leishman, who's going to be on all my lineups, 28 to 1, and a few nickels on Mr. Leishman. Sam Burns, hot 30 to 1. Siwoo Kim, 35. Here's a guy I bet you that gets some of your money. Ryan Palmer, 35 to 1. It's a good number for a local guy. Yeah. Uh, in- Sergio, 50. Sh- Charles Schwartzel, 50. He's played good golf. Here's another guy. I guarantee you bet this guy. Jason Day, 55 to 1.
1: <laughs> uh, in general, I, I like Jason Day at 55 to 1. Don't love the recent form. And. You know, in general, I, I none of those are bets that I really want to make, to be honest. Wow. Uh, Bryson, you know, I, I like the idea of him, you know, with a real strong weekend shooting in the 60s. Right. And taking advantage of this length. Everybody's on similar footing, you know, that they don't have five years of experience playing this event as a pro. Right. Um, so maybe he can grip it and rip it and uh, make some putts. But seven to one, seven and a half to one—that's that's not very strong a, a return. So I, no. I I don't really like any of those to win bets this week. Maybe all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna 20s. give you
0: some, I'm gonna give you some win bets right here. I know okay. that twenty of of Andrew Hansen's dollars are going to go on the following guys. <laughs> that's my predict prediction here. Uh, I'm going to predict your wagers Scott Piercy at hundred and fifty to one. <laughs> I don't know. About there's, one, 20. there's twenty bucks. Yeah. Burn,
1: burn the twenty.
0: Burn that twenty. Um, a couple weird ones. Tom uh, Hoogie, one hundred and twenty-five to one. He's always knocking at the door. James Hahn, one hundred and twenty-five to one. Um, here's some here's some good uh, investments. How about Russell Knox at ninety to one? Um, Charles Howe the third, a long hitter, eighty to one. Gooch, seventy to one. Doug Gims, 60 to 1. That's a nice play. And then uh I think that's it. I had you pegged for uh Jason Day as well, but we'll see. I'm going to I'm going to be looking for your bets. I I'm thinking right now that I'm going to put my money on Leishman for 28 um and Scheffler at 18 isn't a bargain, but man, I think he could win this tournament. I really do. What's Thomas Peters at? Thomas Peters, uh, let's see, Thomas Peters. He's way down here because I keep scanning, and he's not anywhere I can find him at this moment. Let's see. Did I miss him? What? W- tell me why you like Thomas Peters a little bit. Well, he's. I had a handful
1: pulled out of guys under the radar who aren't Texans, who we might want to mix into the lineup. Just okay. in case he's one of them. I, he's, he's. I had, found him. Yeah, he's eighty to one. All right, so that's right little, between Taylor Gooch and Lee Westwood. That's a little more attractive to me. He's had a lot of top twenties lately. Yeah. Um, Luke List is another guy who tied for six last week. Sixty to one. Long hitter, you know. So maybe he steps up this week. How about Camilo Two. Vajegas? His last three events: seventeenth, twenty-fifth, and eleventh. This is a guy to get in the lineup to make a
0: cut. I don't like him since he doesn't lay on his face on the green to read the putts <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, seriously,
1: so lazy. Uh, those rules, you'll get you. The and knees then he's
0: will get you. He's he's 100 to 1, by the way.
1: Okay. So, yeah, those are more like top 20 bets. Uh, okay. I just don't like betting outright here on this course, first event. Um, that's,
0: that's where you catch people sleeping, man. You could, yeah. Is, yeah.
1: Best for me, it's, it's, you know, put a little on Bryson or focus on top 20s. And then here's two more value guys john catlin who 7200 he's been playing over in europe in the in april he has a win and a fifth over there Hmm. wow and our man seamus power now that he's made three cuts in a row coach i think it's fair enough to mention him as a value play not just the novelty that he can play lefty or righty but three (sighs) three cuts in a row at a seven thousand dollar price tag i'll consider him
0: why not? I mean they don't show up on the chart here. So they're probably with the field, but Hey, you know, that's a bet too. You can go for it, but this is going to be fun. I am I'm excited about it. Uh, not going to have a chance to get out there. Uh, maybe, maybe next year, uh, I'll try to get some tickets and get out there, but, um, maybe, uh, heading to the colonial on Thursday or Friday, two weeks after, you know, after the yep. PGA. So that'll be fun. But, uh, Yeah, this should be a good one this this week, uh, weekend. Uh, You know, they're going to get it in weather-wise, no doubt. So, uh, you know, hopefully that gives you an idea of the odds. A little, as much we can give you as scratching through some of the course history and who's played the course. You know, remember a lot of these guys, though, the Daniel Burgers of the world, I'm sure have never set foot on the grounds there. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of advantage. You know, these these guys are brilliant. Once they know, you know, they they never forget these guys, like, you know, which way it breaks, where where oh, yeah. the bad spots are. I mean, they're unbelievable how they can remember that stuff. And they're caddies as well. So, um, definitely an advantageous uh, spot there, considering. Looking forward to it. Yep. Yeah. All right. That is it. We have got the PGA in the books. We're recording this on a Tuesday, a little bit ahead of time, uh, and we'll have that up uh, for a couple of days. Wednesday night, if you want to join us at DFSCoachTalk.com, you can jump in with as little as a three-day pass for $10. And a lot of people sometimes will jump in on Thursday, so they get the – or I'm sorry, on Wednesday, so they get the Wednesday uh, full PGA lineups – for FanDuel and Yahoo, and the coaches clipboard for DraftKings. And then with that three-day pass, they also get uh, Thursday and Friday. And Friday night, we have the full PGA uh, information and lineups again for the weekend-only event. And with the shift in weather, you know, it may be a whole different pool of players that we're putting out there for the second group. So we'd love to have you. I mean, everything – is just heating up. We, we're less than a week away from the NBA playoffs. We're in the heart of the Major League Baseball season. And this is big time golf. We've got some, the PGA and some big events coming up. So we'd love to have you join us. If you want to check us out on Twitter, you can check us out at DFS Coach Talk. Andrew is at Language Olympic. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. And, again, you can find all our information at uh, DFSCoachTalk.com. So that is it, Andrew. Any final words? Let's play 72 this week, Coach. All six guys through the cut. Let's do it. That's it. That's the goal. Let's get everybody through that cut, and uh, then then we can start talking about some takedowns. So appreciate everybody checking it out. Uh, Enjoy the golf this week, and we'll be back again next week to crush it in PGA DFS.